Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Going Jack podcast, the podcast that stops you from going jack. Episode three. We have done three episodes. This is scary, but I love I'm just it. proud that we've got the concentration span as two people with ADHD to do three episodes and not get bored and bin it off and do something else. I mean, I am bored most of the time when we're doing it, but that's... Oh, my. <laughs> but we've got to give the people what they want. We've got to give the people what they want. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, play the intro and then let's get stuck in. Any minute now. Technical issues are a thing with sometimes even the best of us. Performance anxiety on the uh, Go and Jack podcast. Again, welcome back. Uh, welcome to episode three. Thank you for the first two. If you've listened to the first two the full way through, we are humbled and we are very thankful. Um, we are. We're very grateful. Thank you for listening. But let's get stuck in. Ruben, what are you watching this week to stop yourself from going, Jack? So I'm watching something that's very different again to the last two things I've decided to, to watch. Um what I'm watching is, and I'm going to try and get the, the words right for this, is uh, the American Backyard Barbecue Showdown. Nice. So I'm just going to play a little bit of the trailer first, just, just to give you an idea. And then I'll talk. Then I'll talk about it. The boldest smokers in America are here to throw down the best barbecue of their lives. The beef is amazing, especially when it's dipped in this chimichurri that I could drink. One barbecue chef will be crowned America's barbecue champion. Hell, my blood type might be smoky sweet barbecue sauce. <laughs> and the other. So that's a that's a little taster. Uh, it sounds good. With it being a hey. so, well, at least none of our puns are related to porn this week. Until until now. Until later, um, when we both review our favorite porn. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, this this show is basically it's it's just Master Chef with barbecue, and it, it, I don't I don't really know what what else you want me to say. Um, so it's it's eight I believe eight of the best pit masters as they're called um, are brought into a massive sort of like barn area somewhere in America, and basically given challenges for eight weeks uh all relating to barbecued food so they'll do anything from just having to to do like they're given like a like a particular meat like tri-tip ribs sausage something like that where they have to make their signature barbecue dish with this um or uh they can be given something ridiculous uh the episode i'm on at the minute they've been given things like raccoon and alligator <laughs> and squirrel and iguana and they have to basically make one of them into a stew and then make one of them like on the barbecue and smoke it so it's it's just it's madness it's absolute madness but literally everything you eat 
not to go back again to porn, but it is it is food porn. It honestly is like it's it's just talking about like different stuff. Like they they had to do a rib challenge and they had to make one rib with just a a coating on it, and they had to make one with a sauce. Like and I just sat mesmerized of these guys being like, "Ah, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make these famous honey barbecue ribs that go back twenty years in my family." And it's just like you're watching it going, "I would eat all of that." And they take her to the judges, and obviously the judges are like two of like the best barbecuers like ever. Like they've they've won ridiculous amounts of competitions, and they're like going doing doing their best, John Theroux and Greg Wallace, like eating tiny little bits of this barbecue that they're obviously going to scram the rest as soon as the cameras are off. But like they're <laughs> they're obviously talking, being like. This uh, this tri tip here is very dry, and uh, I don't know whether I can eat any more of it. And I'm just watching, going, "Guys, here, I, I eat the hip, I eat all of it, I'll have it all." So, if you're a food fan, if you like shows like Master Chef and stuff like that, and you just like watching good food being made that literally makes your mouth water, and you like insane stuff and massive challenges for like people who are just class in their trade when it comes to cooking. Honestly, give this a watch. It's amazing. It's on Netflix. There's only eight episodes or about 40 minutes each. But they do stuff like cater for like uh, like the public services and all for the 4th of July and do massive banquets and stuff. It's just, it's an easy watch, but it's enjoyable. It's honestly, it's, it's class, especially for even yourself, Richard, who loves, loves to cook. It's oh, totally, it. it's totally worth the watch. I would, I cannot recommend it more. See, I, I enjoy it. I remember, like growing up, I never understood why people watch cooking shows. I always thought that they were born as muck. But then I got older and started cooking more myself, and I, I love it. I, I there's just some, there's a show on Netflix called uh, Ugly Delicious, <laughs> and uh, sounds I like can't, I can't remember who the chef is, but he just makes like he, he just goes around looking at food that doesn't look nice, but is phenomenal. So he does like sushi pizza. Oh, um, okay. And then there's another show on Netflix called Chef, which is, I'm awful with names. It's- John Favreau, man, isn't it? John Favreau tours. So actually a quick sidebar, the movie Chef is amazing. So it's uh, John Favreau, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, and he starts his own, um, Colombian sandwich food truck and the guy that that taught him how to cook so like John Favreau's a really skilled chef like he's a really yeah like he's he's he's, he's got the skills but the guy that that trained him on the movie chef is the guy that he does the tv show chef with and they just do different things and they they give you what the ingredients are it flashes up for like a second so you'd have to like kind of pause your screen and then they just talk you through kind of how to make it and have good banter uh, while they're doing it. So yeah, uh, cooking shows, big fan, big fan. Absolutely. Also, chimichurri sauce is something that I've only come to in about the last um, year, maybe. It's absolutely but it's amazing on it's, everything. Yeah, it's absolutely my day. It's, all it's it is, a game changer. All it is, and you can make it yourself, it's just finely chopped parsley, minced garlic, olive oil, oregano, and... I want to say red wine vinegar. I think it is red wine vinegar. But Watch our slap. sister show. Go and Jack in the Kitchen. Oi, go and spatula. <laughs> <laughs>
you put me i put myself on the spot there <laughs> my, my brain went we have no joke to say here and to uh, say, say anything if we ever decide to make that it will be called go on spatula <laughs> richard moving swiftly on from that terrible attempt at humor what have you been watching to stab yourself going jack I, I uh, have been kind of going through the back catalogue a little bit. So a few weeks ago, I talked about how Taika Waititi is like, like really quickly becoming one of my favourite creative minds. So on, oh, flip, I think it was like two days ago. I don't know what day it is in the week now. Like, I know I've got work tomorrow, but I don't know what day it is. Monday On Monday, I watched um, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Which is a bit of a throwback. So you're going back to uh, 2014, but it's Viago, Deacon, and Vladislav are vampires uh, who are living together and uh, like trying to understand modern life and keeping up with the mundane parts of that. So paying rent, they've got like a little chore wheel. So they like antagonize each other about the chore wheel. Um, and they get a new flatmate, which becomes kind of like, like a big plot point. But play the clip and then we'll talk a little bit about it unacceptable to have so many bloody dishes all over this bench like that. I'm so embarrassed when people come over here. What does it matter? You bring them over, you kill them! Vampires don't do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what we do in the shadows. Now, you know me, and you know that one of the things that I love the most in this world is like a mockumentary comedy. So The Office, Parks and Rec, Modern Family, I gobble them up. I will eat them as quick as I can. And it's the, the opening shot is uh, like a like a text on screen narrative okay. or text on screen narration, which just says uh, three vampires allowed uh, a crew to film them day to day. This is their uh, kind of story. So you've got them complaining about how one of them's not doing the dishes, one of them's not putting their weight, and then you get them talking to the camera. And uh, it's just it's just so funny. It's just, but it's so stupidly funny as well. It's also quite a feel-good one as well. There's some like, yeah, there's some good upbeat parts. Um, yeah, loved it. Uh, highly recommend. It's on Prime. So if you haven't got Prime, what have you been doing with your lockdown? That's completely fair. Uh, the main question is, Richard, as we'd like to ask, though, is what would you rate it? Oh, flip. Um, I would probably give it, like, I always find it hard to rate comedies because I feel like, but, you know, if I was to give it, so, like, inside, I'm thinking, I would probably give it about an eight, like a seven and a half. But then, like, you know, Avengers Endgame, I would have given, like, a full 9.5. So I think to say to rate it on the comedy spectrum is different than to rate it on any other spectrum. So let's say, I'm going to say eight. It's a, it's a, a good comedy. Tiger YTT always finds incredibly creative and innovative ways to do movies. And this is just one, yeah, this is just one of those creative ways. If you're listening, Tiger, shout out. Shout out, Tiger. Come on the show. Maybe one day we will get to the lofty heights of Taika Waititi being on the Go and Jack podcast. Um, I reckon if you asked him, he, he would do it. Absolutely. Do it. Let's do it. Watch this space, folks. Um, I believe, um, so I, I believe it was an episode one or episode two. So you did mention um, that you have a serious backlog of must-watches, should we say, I believe, that you haven't I watched. 
I believe that the direct quote is, I have a disgusting backlog <laughs> of movies that I haven't seen. I was trying to avoid the fact that you do have a disgusting backlog of films that you haven't watched. But Honestly, I believe you did watch the one that you said you were going to watch, which was No Country for Old Men. I, well, now, full disclosure, I have about 45 minutes left of <laughs> Because I'm an adult with a dog and a job and responsibilities and watching a full movie is now a luxury that sometimes I just can't afford. All I'm hearing is so I, I will talk it. I will talk the first hour and 50 as much as I can. If you want to come to a podcast to hear about three quarters of a movie, you're in the right place. <laughs> See, this is 2020. There is something for everybody. Well, what we'll do first is uh, we'll play a clip which will give Richard a chance to watch another 90 seconds of the movie um, while he's waiting. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll talk a bit more about this. You're dead. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling 22 years to get here. And now it's here. And it's either heads or tails. And you have to say, call it. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Call it. Oh, it's not a lot of suspense there. Oh. I could have honestly let the rest of that clip play for like another 40 seconds, but I'd end up wanting to watch the whole film. Um, so the, the IMDb description of No Country for Old Men is very short and sweet. Uh, but it's very accurate. It is that uh, violence and mayhem ensue after a hunter stumbles upon a drug deal gone wrong and more than $2 million in cash near the Rio Grande. So, again, we go back to uh, wonderful casts as well for a start. Speaking of, before we even get stuck in, am I right in saying that the guy that I'm looking at on screen is Wiley Durham from Wondry Hill? Uh, is it? No way. Hold Definitely on. not. Just uh, going to pause the podcast for half an hour. I'm so going to say hard no. You're going to say hard no? I am. Um, let's, let's find, let's find out. Uh, so Gene, Gene Jones. Shout out Coach Wally Durham. <laughs> so Gene Jones is the, the guy, I don't think it is. Kind of reminds me of him a bit, but I think he's probably a bit, a bit too young. That's completely Gene Jones on trail. I um no, it's giving me some no, it's not. Oh, that would have been a wonderful coincidence, but sadly it's not. Incredibly uh, boring listening if you're not <laughs> one or two of us who are just sat on our phones googling who flip I, um, actors are on the screen. I personally think any One Tree Hill fan was dying to know whether Wendy Durham was in this film. So uh, clutching, clutching their phone. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, a ma massive, massive cast um, in this as well. You've obviously got uh, Javier Bardem, um, who's been in any amount of things from Who this. Plays to... one of the greatest and most uncomfortably like psychotic villains Anton that I've seen. Sugar. In a movie in a long time. He's actually terrifying. He is terrifying. Like uh, I think he scene... did win. He did win, I think, an Oscar for his performance in this. Is, I, I think. I might have to look we that up. Have. I'm pretty sure he did. 
Uh, we've got good old, good old uh, Tommy Lee Jones in this as well. Um, we've got Josh Brolin, Woody Harrelson, Kelly McDonald. Um, there's yeah, there's an absolutely fantastic cast in this, and it's of course a Coen Brothers movie who have done some great films like Inside Lewin Davis, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, uh, Fargo. Um, big fan of of the, some of the Coen Brothers' work, but the Coen Brothers have this weird scale of it's either an absolute eleven out of ten, or it's an absolute two out of ten. And- <coughs> Richard with the girliest sneeze I think I've ever heard. I thought, I thought I muted my mic. And I got so stressed out about that entire experience. <laughs> We're leaving that in. Um, that was the most stressful sneeze of my life. No, no, um, no, that's a lie. The most stressful sneeze of my life is any sneeze while driving on the motorway. <laughs> One minute I you're sneezing, the next minute you're dead. <laughs> So there's, there's always either a porn reference or a death reference in this podcast. Yay! Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what do you, of what you've watched of it, all three quarters of it, what do you think so far? Well, the three quarters that I've seen is uh, particularly entertaining. Yeah, it's good. It, it's one of those ones where I went into it not knowing what to expect because I like to go into movies not knowing if I could go into Marvel movies without watching the trailer. I would, but I've got the self-control of an unaccompanied five-year-old at a birthday party. So anytime I tried, and in fact, I didn't watch the Endgame trailer for like the first two days. Now, that sounds like, well, it's only two days, but two days went past and I hadn't watched it. And actually the second trailer for Endgame, I still haven't seen it. So the second trailer that they brought out, I just ignored it fully. So that I didn't, so I knew as little as possible going in, but I, I like knowing so little about a movie before I go in and, and see it. And No Country for Old Men, I have to say, I'm three quarters of the way through and I still don't fully know what's going on. <laughs> That's the mark of a Coen Brothers movie, I'll be honest, most of the yeah. time. Most of the time, a Coen Brothers movie. I've watched so much, I've watched Burn After Reading, didn't know what was going on until the last 10 minutes. I've watched this, didn't fully know what was going on until the last 20 minutes. It, honestly, I mean, they do one of my favorite films ever, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And it's about one of the only movies that, again, I, I, you know, that I do know what is going on, but again, not really fully until the last 10 minutes or so. Um, yeah. So they are very good at that, 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 that form of storytelling, I suppose. Um, but essentially what happens in No Country for Old Men, obviously no spoilies, even for co-host Richard McDade. Especially um, for co-host. Basically, it's Josh Brolin plays a hunter who stumbles across a dodgy drug deal gone wrong um, in the desert and decides to take take the money uh, for himself. This, of course, then piques the interest of uh, Javier Bardem's character, who then obviously tracks is tracking him down for for the film. And it's just it, the movie's full of suspense. It's this. It, it's a movie that has the perfect balance of mad violence and genius dialogue. Like it's yep. it's got this 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 wonderful blend of, of these things, and every character is cast so perfectly. Like Tommy Lee Jones plays like the sheriff who's nearly on his way out, and he just plays that um, a bit fed up with this. Can he plays that role so well? 
And, you know, there, there's so many beautiful moments in this film that, I mean, having seen it from start to finish, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Richard would give it so far. Um, so far, 8, yeah. It's uh, held my, my suspense. I'm not, um, a, I'm not ashamed to just turn a movie off. If I think, nah, this is for the birds, I'm not afraid to just turn it off. Major part where we differ is I am incapable of being able to turn a film off. I feel like I want the listeners to give us an idea of what they feel about that, how they feel about not finishing a film. Because I feel like it's it's something that I'm very precious yeah, about. Like, As for you, you're not. I don't care. If it's wasting my time, it's getting put in the bin. Um, Unless, now, now, hold on, actually, I would add to that. There's a very, very thin line because if a movie is ridiculously bad, and I mean to the point where it's funny, I watch it the whole way through, which is the case in that movie that uh, Jillian and I watched like months ago now, 356 days or something. Are you lost, baby girl? Oh my gosh, it, <laughs> easily maybe. And they, the ending is as confusing as the rest of the movie. <laughs> We Co- stuck it the Coen brothers did it. The Coen brothers did that. Uh, in in partnership with uh, a bag of coke and <laughs> and Andy Donna and, and Andy Donna and a budget that's too big, but it made zero sense. And we, as the movie went went on, the, the drinks got stronger, so it started on wine and very quickly escalated to gin, just because it was so ridiculous. And then we quoted it to like to each other for what felt like two weeks afterwards but yeah if it's so bad it'll stay on if it's just if it's trying hard but it's just not there it gets it gets turned off and something else gets put on fair enough that's fair this movie bears right not 365 56 day whatever it's called um no country for old men is worth the watch just for javier bardem's weapon in it which is like an altered shotgun of some kind. And that's not another euphemism, not another reference to porn. I promise. No country for old men. I'm sure there is probably some sort of porno for that, but uh, it is worth watching for the like we gotta Google it now. I I gotta find out whether or not there actually is um a porno for no country old men. This Um, is definitely an incognito mode search. But yeah, it's worth watching just for just for what he uses as his like his main choice of weapon. It's it's fantastic, but it's worth the watch. Highly, highly recommend. Um, is there Richard? Is there is there a porno of No Country for Old Men? Um, I don't think so. Uh, somebody, I don't think so. Somebody get Joe McDade in the phone. He's got a chance to make one. He's got a. He's got some homework. Homework Should that I... he he probably actually do. <laughs> <laughs> for a change but yeah so definitely recommend no country for old men i would recommend richard finishes it at least <laughs> oh, i'll do my best now i'm uh, in work for the next three days so well bit of homework for you too give it a listen so i think that's what we're watching have you got anything else that you're watching no, no i do not i think I we'll uh on to the next segment. So on Instagram, we posed the question, and actually the question originated from our dear old father. Um, who I know, Gary McDade. 
shared a guy we did who had a coffee with me a couple of days ago and asked the question, what would you say is the most quotable movie? Now, not, I must stress, what is the most quoted line from a movie, but what is the most quotable movie? So what movie has quotes, or I guess we could probably like open it up to what what quotes are from some of the like most famous movies of all time? Yeah, um, and we put the question to you on Instagram. So while I get the questions up, there's a bit of fur on my phone. <laughs> the joys um, of having a dog. Oh yeah. Uh, so while I get the questions up, uh, we've got a wee clip. Damn dirty ape! Silent breed is people. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Are you not entertained? This is Sparta! You shall not pass! I mean, some of them are just intense. Just some examples there of some, some, some very quotable movies and some just very often quoted lines, I suppose. Is it, like, I, I find movies and music somewhat interconnected in that you know the way like music sometimes functions it's just a like a time machine so you hear a song and you're almost like taken back to a moment or a, a day or something sometimes I feel like there's just something like, like it grounds you almost in reality a bit but I feel like movies have the same power where you hear a line and it just it, it almost just cements it in, into your kind of body as like a, oh this is an absolute banger of a film like just hearing some of that, like him standing up and going, "Are you not entertained?" Yeah, gives me the wellies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we did get actually. I got quite a reasonable response for uh, for some of these of the most quotable movies. Um, the first one I got, which I'm a big fan of, is Hot Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz! Which now the they- danger, the danger of this segment is that for the next 20 minutes, it's just you and I quoting movies. Which is what we do on a daily basis, to be fair. Which is how like, most of our phone calls go. But you got to say, yeah, have good luck catching them swans then. <laughs> it was just the one swan, actually. The greater good. <laughs> <laughs> do you want anything from the, the shops? Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, God bless it. What oh, a, it's, it's all right, Andy. It's just bolognese. <laughs> it's, oh, that's so, it's just ragu. <laughs> I have not so, watched that in so long as well. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> gotta go through. So my list, right? There's one, two, three, four. Four people have said Anchorman. Yep. And is the most quoted and I would maybe 60% of the time I would agree with that every time <laughs> I saw a meme <laughs> I uh, saw a meme the other day that said what did what did people do before memes <laughs> I've seen this meme and it's somebody so it was one of those ones where it's like a, like, a, like a post and then someone comments but the comment below was I can't speak for women but i know for men we used to just sit in a room and quote anchorman <laughs> and that is 100 correct i remember like in in school just like like walking past people and squatting and going it's the lining in the pants it's, like, <laughs> it's an illusion 
<laughs> you know how to cut the core out of me, Baxter. You're so wise. You're like a miniature I do that Bailey. covered with hair. <laughs> I do that to Bailey. Every so often you go in and you go, you know, speak to her like a dog. And then she barks at you and you go, what's that? You ate the whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> now, before we start, let's go over the ground rules. No touching of the hair or face. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, are you listening? Nope. <laughs> can someone tell me what? Can someone tell me what diversity is? Well, I believe it's an old wooden ship. I can literally sit and write. Discovered in 1904, they named it San Diego, which of course in German means. <laughs> I'm not going to say the rest of that quote because I don't need hey, to. You started it. You got to finish it. English says. A whale's vagina. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. This is ridiculous. I am disgusted. We're going to have to have so, a, a disclaimer at the start of this episode for rude content. One of the so one of the requirements, so like one of the replies I got was from Abigail. Shout out, Abigail. Shout out, and Abigail. she said, and she said, okay, so Anchorman, but only because it was quoted at me so much before I even saw it, and that by the, the time that I thought it was rubbish, as as all the best lines had already heard. That's Which fair. is, I think that's how Jillian has seen most of the like <laughs> stupid stuff. It's just me quoting it at, at her. I mean, but there's something so satisfying about quoting a movie directly at somebody who's never seen it before. It just makes me laugh. How many times have you looked at a lamp and just gone, I love lamp? Rick, are you just saying you love things because you see them or do you really love the lamp? I love desk. I love carpet. I don't know what we're yelling about. Right, I think. I, th- I think we should we should move oh, away from Anchorman no, because I mean, I'll be honest. This this will be another R of just Anchorman. <laughs> um, um, what else have you got? What else have I got? Uh, let me just have a quick. So uh, two people. The one person said Step Brothers. Gemma said Step Brothers. Shout out, Gemma. Shout out, Gemma. Uh, I would say yeah. Step Brothers is another highly can like a big contender for what is the most quotable movie of all time. <laughs> Why are you sweaty? I was watching Shark Week. <laughs> no, I was watching Cops. <laughs> Did you touch my, my drum set? There's so much more room for activities. Here, <laughs> yeah, whenever we uh, moved in, we, we did up one of the rooms so no, it was actually our bedroom. So we, you know, did it up, lived in it like that for like a year and a half. And then over lockdown, because we're bored, shifted the bed from one wall to the other wall. And we were stood there. And Jillian, who's never seen Step Brothers, went, ah, oh, there's so much more room for activities. Which is when you realise you <laughs> married the right woman. <laughs> Another example of a movie that can be quoted at you so often that you just know the lines. I mean, again, it's... It... <laughs> I mean, it's the Catalina wine mixer as well. It's, it's, oh the, it's the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Pow! There's so many great moments in Step Brothers. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> as you can tell, we spent our whole 
childhood quoting films. Oh, um, gosh. A slightly, uh, a slightly more serious one that I was I was given. I uh, I had to narrow this down because this person, uh, which is my my uh, my wonderful housemate James, shout out James, um, said Lord of the Rings. Now that's not one movie; that's a, a trilogy of movies. So I had to be a little bit strict and limit him to one. And uh, <laughs> he chose the right one, which is the second one, The Two Towers. Would you agree it's a very quotable movie? So, do you want to hear a, a secret into my, disgust, my disgusting backlog of movies that I've never seen? Have you never seen The Two Towers? Never seen it. I only recently watched the first one. So, uh, this was a really enjoyable episode of the Going Down <laughs> podcast. I hope you enjoyed the two and a half episodes. Um, on the final. <laughs> <laughs> on the season finale, because Richard's not fit to be on this podcast. <laughs> Um, there Don't are know if it makes it better or worse that I've watched the first 10 minutes and then I had to turn it off because I had to go and do something. Yeah, that makes it so much worse. Uh, yeah, I do so. think, and I think most Lord of the Rings fans would agree that it it is it's very quotable. It probably is the most quotable one um, of them. It does also have uh, the famous Samwise Gamgee quote, which is uh, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew, which is one of the best Lord of the Rings moments. <laughs> Ever? I just like the <laughs> Southwest accent. Um, and it also has the famous, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard, which became an internet sensation that you can watch for 10 hours on the bounce if you really want. Stick it on. This is... You can tell that we're three episodes in and feeling a lot more comfortable with... I typed in there, and the fifth option is they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Thank you, internet. Is it playing? Listen up, UK. UK. YouTube with adverts. That's us getting demonetized, for fuck's sake. (laughs) All this money we're going to make from this podcast. We're getting sued by Google for playing their advert. We're getting paid by Google for playing their advert. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> not even a little bit sorry. I'm just raising that you turn it off. <laughs> yeah, those 10 hours. We don't have that much time. Not that we haven't got that much film. I'll be the judge. Um <laughs> so one of the more so one of our biggest fans, uh, uh Victoria Vicky. has Oh Vicky yep, shattered. Victoria. Vicky, you've got you've got to sh- oh sorry, Victoria. Oh, you've got to shout it every week. She's probably the one that asks the most questions. That's fair. Um so there's three from her. So the, the first one, Shrek. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, what a shite. Oh, my boy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I'm trying now to think about the my favorite. Hugos are like onions. <laughs> my favorite quote of the whole thing. And I do it every so often, just randomly in the house. But I'll be like, quick. Tell a lie. Say that you wear women's underwear. I wear women's underwear. Do, Do you? you? No. <laughs> and of course, the most famous. Do you know the Muffin Man? The well, Muffin Man? Well, she's married to the Muffin Man. Who lives on Jury Lane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Muffin Man. <laughs> what a ridiculous episode. 
It's just been my favorite. Hours. Thank you so much, everyone, for this. This is it, Richard and I in our element. It's just coding movies at each other. <laughs> just off the back of um, oh, interesting. So, uh, we got oh, I've got so many. So, Nikki sent three in. Uh, shout out, Nikki. Nikki's yeah. been raging because we haven't answered his questions the first two weeks. Well, Nikki so- asked, I mean, ask better questions. <laughs> Be funnier. <laughs> no, I get that feedback all the time. Um, he said Shrek, Anchorman, and then Star Wars. Star Wars? I, mean, I feel like Star Wars prequels get memed quite heavily. That's <laughs> <laughs> their contribution. They have some of the biggest quotes. I don't know how consistently quotable the movies are, though. Because obviously you've got the, you know, I'm your, I'm your father. You've got the you know, may the force be with you. You've also got the, you don't want to sell me any more death sticks. I don't want to sell you any more death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life, which is one of the best <laughs> parts of episode two. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, we'll allow it. See, Nicky, um, you, got, you got a question answered. There you go. And a shout out. Uh, Victoria again, Die Hard. I mean, yes, always. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, die, come down die to the coast, get together, have a few laughs. Die Hard is very quotable. It is very, and cool. it's a Christmas movie. So, uh, other quotable movies. Um, Full disclaimer: Ruben doesn't think that Die Hard is uh, a Christmas movie. So that 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 debate, we're gonna pin it for now. But send, that debate's uh, coming. Send send all frustrated emails to Rich McDade. As- <laughs> don't don't say frustrated emails. I feel like you're in the minority of people that don't think that the Die Hard is a Christmas. Well, movie. we will pin that for now because there's a couple of weeks till Christmas. Um, and I think we'll do. You... We might even try and do a Christmas special. Oh, that'd be good fun. We should get Joel on again. He's chaos wrapped in a little bow. He is chaos wrapped in a little bow. Um, Phil, the wonderful man who has uh, given us our beautiful theme song to this podcast. Yes, um, thank you, Phil. So shout out again, Phil Graham. Um, he has also said Blues Brothers. Oh, that's a good. I hadn't even thought of Blues Brothers. Which is a very, another very, very good one. We're on a mission from God. Just, just I mean, the Blues Brothers is and will forever be one of the greatest films ever made. So we, aside, we have all kinds of music here, country and Western. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> a, a quick sidebar, actually, because, uh, like, not a follow-up question, but like a... A, just a question that's on the same theme. What movie is fun to just quote randomly? Randomly in what sense? Yeah, just just so like randomly, like I, I don't even know how to explain. I don't even know how to explain. Oh, Big Daddy's a good one. Big just quote I feel I feel thing. as though, and I've done this with you and Dad and Joel. I've done this with people over here who I know are movie fans. And there's a very big line that whenever somebody has a laugh, one of your male friends or male family members has a laugh with a female, that you feel the need to say, "Pity you didn't like girls. You could have had her." And it's just, a, <laughs> not I feel a like that's just our family. <laughs> You can sit at a table and just have a full conversation that's in film quotes. But I'd say Big Daddy's a good, a good throw, just a good throwaway quotable movie in everyday life. Who else do I have here that's come on? Um, 
Eleanor says Anchorman. Uh, Gemma said Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I don't know how quotable it actually is. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's quotable. Um, I feel like Anchorman's the, the answer that I got the most. I feel like people didn't understand the question at times as well. <laughs> actually, I mean, I don't feel like anybody didn't on my end. Because I feel great. like I got one, two, three, four, yeah, four or five people saying Anchorman. I feel like when it, whenever the question was put to me, what's the most quotable film? I definitely thought Anchorman straight away. I remember sitting, I remember like staying over at mates' houses whenever I was like 13, 14, and you could sit for an hour and just quote lines and then laugh at them, and you wouldn't even see yeah. the time go by. Hey guys, I'm riding a furry tractor. Yeah, there's there's way too many. There's way too many. I killed a guy with a trident. Yeah, Brick, I saw that. You should probably go into hiding. (laughs) Let's not forget uh, that Anchorman also has um, some very impressive uh, music scenes, such as jazz flute as well. Oh, the jazz flute scene. Um, It also has a very, very fantastic rendition of Afternoon Delight. You're going to play it, aren't you? I feel like I should. I feel like I'm being forced to watch this because you're sharing your screen on Zoom. And funny enough, you didn't stop me. I mean... You didn't stop me. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to complain about here an afternoon. Would, would then... The, so, I guess if we're asking a question with an answer, would I the answer Anchorman, be... I think Anchorman is the winner. See, I, I do as well, do you know? I, I, I can't think of a single movie that I would say is more quotable. I would say Step Brothers is the next one down. I mean, hold on. Oh, hold, oh, hold on. Hold on. No, I disagree now. What do I you actually mean? disagree uh, with second place for Step Brothers because I've had somebody uh, put in here on Twitter. I've now lost, lost it on Twitter. Um, so I cannot give a shout out at the moment because I can't find the name. But uh, Ace Ventura. Oh, oh! Now, now, hold on. That's a, a, another can of worms. Yep. What time are we on? Because I feel like, and I knew that we would, but I feel like we've got a bit lost. We have got a bit lost, but then ADHD. Oh yes. <laughs> but I'll be honest. I think, I think Anchorman wins based on <clears throat> the responses we've had. I think Anchorman wins. So it has been voted. Uh, I would stamped, say that's fair. Stamped by the Go and Jack podcast that Anchorman is your most quotable movie. And if you disagree with that and you want your voice heard, send your complaint anywhere you want because we've already made up our mind. We have. That's very true. And uh, that's including you, Nicky. <laughs> I love when Nicky's getting so much flack on this episode. Um, do you want to do some questions? Let's do some questions. What time are we at? Uh, I don't know. I honestly has Zoom not kicked us out yet? No, it hasn't, which is why I'm just I'm still going. <laughs> Dangerous. I don't I'm get on Zoom and it's a time limit to hem me in sometimes. Um, so I've got a question here that's uh, quite a good one. So this one comes from Darren Burke. Uh, shout out Darren. Uh, would you rather watch only movies rated ninety five percent and above on Rotten Tomatoes? or only 94% and below? 
So what? he's come. Would you only? So like it's like, uh, would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Kind of question, I guess. But, oh, that's a that's a tricky one. That I think I would go ninety four percent or below. I think. I, well, it, I feel like you kind of have to. I feel like that's where you're gonna find because this is the thing with movies as well. I'm a fan of finding serious hidden gems. And you're not going to find hidden gems at 95 and above, are you? Really? Um, so Black Panther, 97%. Oh. Mission Impossible Fallout, 97%. Oh. Um, Wonder oh, Woman, that? no, Wonder Woman was at 93. Dunkirk, 93%, so you're safe there. Um, Save you two hours of your life. Selma, 2014, 99%. Oh, wow. Um, you're probably saving yourself. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, ninety-two percent. So you'd still have to watch it. Mm. No, no, Force Awakens was no Force Awakens was fine. That was the, the the one, the only one of the the actual trilogy that I liked in the the new ones. Um, I think I'm going to go ninety-four and about and below. <clears throat> oh yeah, I think I would do the same thing. I feel like there's too many movies that I think are guff. Now hold on a second because, um, right. I've, I can still watch most of the MCU movies. Oh, my shout out, word. Shout out to all of the people that hate it enough to vote it down so that I can answer this question a bit easier. <laughs> uh, as for me, most of my favorite films I've probably lost. <laughs> yeah. There's some random ones in here as well. Spotlight, which is one of your favorite movies, is uh, 97%. Oh. I, I, would, I would highly recommend Spotlight. Um, but yeah, I like that question. Um I've got one. Actually, Richard, on that topic, I've got one from uh, Glenn. Uh, Shout out, Glenn. Uh, Which is actually, as you said, that type of question, which is, would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Now, I have talked about it. This was asked on Gogglebops. Gogglebops? Gogglebops? That's the spinoff where they just watch music videos. And decide whether it's a bop or not, because we're not old. Um. And uh, I would say fingers for toes would be much more convenient than toes for fingers. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think that's that's completely fair. Although just imagine how ridiculous your feet would look. But imagine climbing a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that now. <laughs> you would become such a proficient lover. <laughs> I might get the surgery done. <laughs> um. I have to say something. We've got a question that was asked in week one and uh, I got a bit of stick for it last night because I didn't answer it. But this question comes from Ross. So shout out, Ross. Here's your question being answered. Feel blessed. Feel seen. Um, what does it mean you're is... feeling downhearted when they don't get a question answered? I think that they're just children. Um <laughs> Let me find it. Uh, so his question was, is The Foreigner the greatest movie of all time? I don't know whether that's rhetorical or, or whether it's a genuine... I think he's already answered that himself. But I mean, if you when you've got Pierce Brosnan playing a cut-price Jerry Adams, I mean... I mean, I would say 100% that if I was to sum it up, if, if somebody said, why should I watch it? 
it's Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan versus, versus the Ra. Yep, 100%. And again, if you don't want to watch Jackie Chan versus the Ra, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean... Have you seen it? I wouldn't say it's the greatest movie. Have you seen it? But yeah, I've seen it. It's great. Oh, it's, it's an entertaining it's movie. It's, it's uh, just yeah, it's, madness. It's, uh, it's entertaining. I'm just trying to blast through these so that we feel like we're getting... Uh, I've got one from Robin, which is uh, shout out Robin. It's two weeks ago we've had one. Uh, what's your all-time favorite comedy? Not allowing you to have Anchorman because it's already taken the crown for a uh, most quotable film. God damn! Uh, comedy. I still laugh. I mean, I, I, my answer will come from what I still laugh at after watching it so many times. Um, Step Brothers still makes me laugh. Deadpool still makes me laugh. That's fair. Um, what else makes me laugh? Eddie and Martin, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, life gets oh, me that's a good call every time. That's a great movie. Every single time, I just how about I eat your cornbread? Just you makes me laugh. Just... my cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go back and like rewatch all of the, the old classics again, not to mention. Billy Madison also is one of my favourites. Oh, now you're throwing me movies that just... Oh. It does make me laugh, though. It, it's an absolutely wonderful film. Um, but it's fair to say, as well, that, like, loads of these... So, if I said to you, um, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, there's three of maybe the biggest contributors to what we'd consider the greatest Yeah. <clears throat> my favourite comedy movie actually might be... Liar, liar. Wow. Okay. I just, I, I never tire of it. I never, I actually never tire of watching it. And if you don't ball up a little bit of paper and turn to whoever's <laughs> in the room with you, twist a little head on it and go, hey, goose, you're, you haven't lived. <laughs> you haven't lived. <laughs> um, right. What else have I got that uh, people didn't get in? Answer for uh, this question comes from Craig. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> a very interesting surname. <laughs> Shout out, Craig. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> Thanks for question? joining us. What's his question? <laughs> He's a uh, so I, I I quite frequently look at the analytics for who's listening and where, and uh, we've got now. How does that work? <laughs> uh, well, I'm just, I'm just logged That's on. That's a We've live of us trying to figure out a Zoom chat. <laughs> no, no, no. One percent of people live uh, who are on our listeners are in Switzerland, but it's less than one percent are in Australia. <laughs> that depends how many people are listening because we, we figured out a couple. Of <laughs> um, in answer to Craig's question, no, I have no, never I, seen it. I haven't mentioned. either. I've We've been talking for so long now that we're getting distracted. We are. Um, well, guys, so one, one or two more questions. What else have we got? Um, this one comes from Paul. Shout out, Paul. Would you rather eat a potato and feel its pain or be a potato? I'd probably stop doing drugs, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this opens up a whole different thing of how does he know? How does he know that potatoes feel pain? <laughs> Um, maybe he made bubble and squeak. 
That's awful. I should be ashamed. That's that you bad. You should feel bad. See yourself out. Um, I would. <laughs> I'd rather get a social life. But um, here's a question for you from me that I feel I'd, I'd like answered, and we'll finish on this one. Would you rather fight a hundred <laughs> horse-sized chickens? No, a hundred chicken-sized horses. <laughs> Or one horse-sized chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? Actually, this was actually an, an an official interview question in a friend of mine's interview. For what? Like a job? Yeah, for a job. What was the job for? It was for a game. <laughs> Gee, Willikers. Um, I. I would take my chances against the horse-sized chicken. I would go for the 100 uh, chicken-sized horses because I could feel like I could kick a fair few of them fairly yeah, far. Yeah, but you, a hundred's a lot. I know, but what are they going to do? I mean, a hundred's a lot because, like, I mean, chi- I mean, like, yeah, I know. I would fancy my chances against... Uh, Against that that horse sized chicken, I'm, I'm fancying my chances. I'm doing oh. that. Well, there you go. Maybe one there day we'll go. maybe one day we'll put that into practice. But um, thank you very much again, everyone, for listening. Oh, it's hard to believe that we've been waffling again. It's now half seven. It is half Wednesday. seven. I'm hungry. We've got a full tank of gas, half a pack, half of, a pack cigarettes. of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. See, Blues Brothers quotable film. Um, but yeah, so. Thank you again for listening. I hope you've been uh, you enjoy this 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 episode again. I know I've had a blast. <laughs> I'd like to also say that in doing like you know now that we're on episode three, we've had a guest, we've had like segments and different things. I'd also like to just say that if you're listening, so if you're if you've got it plugged in, and you're listening, you're hearing the words I'm saying right now wherever you are, and we're standing right behind you. Um. I, I I like just yeah thanks for like putting up with our nonsense because uh, absolutely God knows uh, God knows many people can't <laughs> <laughs> but until next week that's a wrap from me and it's a wrap from him. Bye.